Tea Time History Chat. So this year, this year, <laughs> they've been only that long. This week, we're going into some of the anniversaries that have happened this week. Um, I've got some interviews coming up, which I think you'll be interested in, and some videos. We'll talk about that and um, talk a little bit about book club um what else i've got a book review pledge and i'll also let you know what we're doing on history after dark tonight so welcome thank you for joining me i hope you have a suitable beverage i have my tea and my water because my tea generally goes cold over this time i'll be spending about three quarters an hour to an hour with you so let's see how we go and if you have any questions um to do with the topics we're covering today if feel free to ask if you've got questions about anything else feel free to ask I just might not answer them if it's uh, if it takes us on too much of a diversion so um there has been a few interesting um uh, anniversaries this week so we will dive into those first but um I can see if lots of you joining in the chat and uh caroline's got her cup of tea i could see earlier colleen is joining us uh if you are on youtube as well say hi um say hi in the chat um and uh, it also it also means i know that you can hear me because you know i've had sound issues before uh if you're watching on youtube um you can support me with super chats facebook you must also welcome facebook doesn't always let me do the streaming thing but it has today so welcome if you are watching on um on facebook and of course on instagram if you want to buy me a badge that will help as you know i am trying to replace my um uh weird mic setup with a nice lapel road mic that's what I'd like to do and it will allow me to do some outdoor broadcasts as well so I think we're about $60 on the way to that so um, any help is gratefully received right chewing gums afternoon afternoon everyone um welcome 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 he's saying welcome and everyone on YouTube and Instagram so right let's get uh, oh and also I must say welcome to anyone on the podcast thank you Mayfell Forest Witch she likes my hair I have made an effort it has um oh I can get a thumbs up on Facebook I can see my thumbs up thank you whoever's watching on Facebook um yeah managed to cut it so there you go I've made an effort for you um Colleen thank you for my badge thank you so much Colleen has bought me the first badge of the day very very much appreciated so like I say, we're going to look at some of the anniversaries of things that have happened this week, ones that I've got videos about so that you can then, if you want, you've got somewhere else to go after this to have a look. Um, um, I've got a really fantastic interview coming up for you this weekend. If you're a patron, you already have access to it. We'll talk about that with um, uh, Joanne Paul. Uh, those of you on YouTube can see very clearly my huge stack of books behind me. Those of you on Instagram will have to take my word for it that they're there. And uh, but that that behind me, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven books is the shortlist for this year's book club, which is about to start. If you'd like to be in a historical book club. Um, so it's not fiction we're, we're reading non-fiction maybe that'll change next year but we're reading fiction this year uh, sorry non-fiction this year and I have a short list of 11 books to that I've put to the vote that everyone's going to vote on 
uh, we're also voting on the frequency. So how often do we want to meet? And we're going to have a live online because um, people are all over the world in this book club, uh, live online um, meetup, probably about every eight weeks, two months. So um, there's a poll at the moment. Uh, all of this is happening in Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash British history, which you can join for £5 a month, or you can get um, two months free if you pay for it up front for a year. But in there, you'll be able to get to book club, but you also have um, a monthly exclusive blog. You have behind the scenes uh, images and posts from other pl- from places I go to, which I don't share elsewhere. And you get, I'll get onto this in a bit, you get historian interviews a week earlier than everybody else. You get the extended version because the historians answer the questions that you get to put to them. And that's all part of the Patreon version. And it's also ad free. So no annoying adverts that come in the middle. So I'll get um, back to which one of the, to the one that's about to come out. But I made available last, uh, well, no, early, mid this week. No, where are we? We're only Wednesday. It must have been the weekend. That's right. The documentary video I've got about Catherine of Aragon. I called it Catherine of Aragon, the banished queen, the life and death of the extraordinary, sorry, the extraordinary life and death of Henry VIII's first queen so in the documentary um i have gone so we're talking about catherine of aragon at the moment uh bkm musk uh talking about catherine of aragon so so it is the anniversary of her death this week this is the link fourth of january 1536 and i've done a little documentary it's about 25 minutes long it's on youtube and like I say, it's called um, Catherine of Aragon, the Banished Queen, the life and death of uh, the extraordinary life and death of Henry VIII's first queen. So I've gone through right from her beginnings, um, her, her childhood in Spain to um, to her to her death and her funeral. Indeed, I've covered it all in that. So that's available on YouTube um, now, which of go and have a look at it after this. So, so yes, yeah, so it's the anniversary of her death now. So that also means we're coming up to the anniversary of her funeral, which, like I say, I've covered in that documentary as well. And for any of you who are Tudor fans, you may already know this, but on the date that, um, on the day that Catherine of Aragon, um, which is the is it the twenty? It's 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 a day different to my daughter's birthday. I think it's the 29th of January, but that's the same day that Anne Boleyn miscarries. So remember, it's 1536. 1536 is the year Anne Boleyn is executed. Um, some of which we are covering on the Private Life of Anne Boleyn tour in June and July, if, you, if you're interested in coming along on that. Um, so she's had this happy time. So as we stand in 1536, Catherine has died. So any supposed threat that comes from Catherine to the legitimacy of Anne and Henry's marriage, they could assume has now gone. She's pregnant. She fell pregnant on that progress. All should be well. And yet, on the 19th of May in the same year, 
Anne Boleyn loses her head at the Tower of London, executed by a French swordsman on the um, pretty much on the orders of her husband, Henry VIII. It's incredible, isn't it, to think how quickly Anne Boleyn's life unraveled. But we're talking about Catherine. So, so Catherine, um, Catherine dies, um, and she has kept herself. She does at Kimbolton Castle. She has kept herself um, pretty much isolated. She withdraws to one room there. She wears a hair shirt. She fasts. None of this probably helped towards her health. Of course, she's about. I think she's 50 when she dies. So not, uh, not old by our standards, of course, but also, you know, people died a little bit younger, but it was also perfectly possible to live a lot, you know, a longer life in Tudor England as well. Um, but she is, she is extraordinarily um, ill and possibly dies of something like uterine cancer or something like that. But anyway, she's, so she, she's incredibly isolated. She's never allowed to see her daughter, Mary, after she's banished from after Catherine is banished from court, hence the banished queen part of the title of my YouTube video. And um, for a mother, for a mother who was hands-on, for a mother who has only one child, um, that must have been incredibly heartbreaking. I, I don't even know how to put into words that. Um, so if you're interested, that so that documentary is now available on, on YouTube. So about Catherine of Aragon, for anyone who's just joined us, uh, because we have the anniversary of her death um, just a few days ago on the 7th of January. Um, another, actually, this is, I'll, I'll go to this one next because this is still Anne Boleyn um, related, if you don't mind indulging me for a moment. Um, 4th of January, uh, 1698, that's when we lose Whitehall Palace. So for any of you who don't know, um, you'll have seen, well, you, you probably if you watch the Queen's State funeral, you would have seen Whitehall, um, the road and the area sit, uh, take part. Um, it's part, you know, the backdrop of, to a lot of um, the procession. Uh, it's where the Cenotaph is um, and it takes you from Parliament Square so Westminster, basically, up to Trafalgar Square. Square. Trafalgar, excuse me, Trafalgar Square actually was where the muse of Whitehall Palace was situated. Um, so where Henry VIII kept his birds, and I think the dogs might have been kept there. I might have that wrong, but the muse anyway. And um, so it was vast. Whitehall Palace was vast. And um, when the uh, Stuarts became um, became uh, the, the ruling family they they moved into Whitehall um but they they tried to um renovate it and, it, and anyway so but unfortunately just a careless um act um uh, sheets drying in front of a fire um in January 1698 led to pretty much the complete destruction of the palace so there are small bits of Whitehall Palace left um, you, uh, there's part of the cockpit, but that's within the government buildings now, unfortunately. So there's very, very little that you or I can see. Uh, the cockpit, though, interestingly, was where Anne, Queen Anne, who would become Queen Anne Stuart, the final Stuart Queen, where she lived at a, for a time before she was Queen, of course, um, before she was married, indeed. So um, 
so there's very little and because it, it, it was basically um, the victim of a catastrophic fire in 1698 so that also happened this week the other um, anniversary that I was going to uh, say a little bit about is the funeral state funeral of Vice Admiral Nelson so Vice Admiral Nelson again I've got a couple of videos about this his his fate he was fatally wounded at the Battle of Trafalgar which for English people is very famous battle um uh, takes place in 1805 now it takes place in October uh, October 1805 and Nelson is shot um he there, there's a, a um, sailor who is up on the rigging of the French ship Le Redoubtable and a um a shot goes through uh, through his shoulder and it, I think it goes through his lungs and lodges in his back I've done a video about this so you can you can see if I've got it right or I've got it right in the video so it, it passes through him and it doesn't kill him instantly he's taken down under um, uh, below deck I'm trying to think of the right phrase then below deck and he lives long enough to be told that they were victorious at Trafalgar. Now, this is important. This is in the Napoleonic Wars. You know, the, the threat from France, um, expansionist France, is um, is frightening and and real. And Nelson and his victory at the Battle of Trafalgar was pivotal. So he lives long enough to learn that they've they've won. That the English have won the battle. Um, but this is October. We're now in January and I'm saying he's just had his funeral. So the 7th, uh, sorry, excuse me, the 9th of January, 1806, is when Nelson is laid to rest. He's laid to rest at St. Paul's. He's in the sarcophagus that Henry VIII had earmarked for himself. Big black marble sarcophagus that Cardinal Wolsey um, had originally had made for him. He'd originally commissioned, he, he'd commissioned it. It was made for Thomas Wolsey. It was confiscated from Thomas Wolsey by Henry VIII, alongside, by the way, all his property and back to Whitehall Palace, York Place was confiscated as part of Wolsey's downfall, um, which, of course, was then uh, rebuilt and expanded into Whitehall Palace. But down to Wolsey's sarcophagus. That was uh, confiscated by Henry VIII. Like I say, it was earmarked for him. It was never used. And when Vice Admiral Nelson, uh, when they needed a, a coffin, uh, oh, let's call it a sarcophagus, um, when they needed one, they decided to use that one. So he is not only in Henry VIII's sarcophagus, but he is in the crypt directly beneath the dome of St. Paul's Cathedral. Now, his body was brought back. So, so let's go back to the Battle of Trafalgar. He's, he's aboard HMS Victory. He dies aboard HMS Victory and the ship is badly damaged. So it's taken into, um, into port to um, be fixed and become seaworthy. Uh, so he, it, it, and, and he, obviously the ship and he, he doesn't have, um, I don't know, I don't know actually about the traditions of sailors, whether, um, a sailor who dies at sea is supposed to be buried at sea. But from what I understand, Nelson wanted a funeral, a land funeral. Um, and he gets a full state funeral, which is pretty um, well unheard of, basically, for someone who's not royalty. Um, 
yeah, that really is a fancy schmancy sarcophagus, to be frank. It's a very extra way to uh, to be buried indeed. It's amazing. If you have a look on my Instagram afterwards, I've done a reel about Nelson's funeral. And in there, you can very clear, in it, you can very clearly see Henry VIII's, now Nelson's, of course, forevermore sarcophagus. Um, yeah, there's actually other bits to the um to the tomb that Henry VIII was going to have, which you can go and see. Um, remind me in a minute, I'll tell you more about that. So Nelson's, he was actually brought up the Thames and he laid in state, um, yeah, he laid in state in the painted hall at Greenwich, which is the old Royal Naval College. I don't know if any of you have ever been there, but the painted hall is magnificent. Turquoise sunset dream, uh, dream. where's Henry VIII buried? Oh, I'll come back to that. Hi, Nikki, over there in the US, watching on YouTube. How are you? Um, remind me, Turquoise Sunset Dream, if I don't come back to that, because it's a bit of a, 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 a topic that I keep coming back to anyway. Um, oh, there we go. So Doug says, all others at Trafalgar, Trafalgar excuse me, were buried at sea. Nelson was preserved. So Nelson's body comes back to the, to the UK, comes back to Greenwich. Um, he has been... Kept, I think it was embalmed, but he was basically it was kept it was preserved in a cask of brandy. Am I right, Doug? Is it brandy? Um to to get him back. Um he's laid in state at Greenwich, and then he has a river procession. The the so on the um on the eighth of January eighteen oh six, there is a river procession from the old Royal Naval College at Greenwich. So you're on the River Thames here. And in fact, you can you can you can pretty much do the same journey now if you take the Thames Clipper, get on a Greenwich Pier and get off at probably embankment. And he goes to uh, Admiralty House, which is on Whitehall. This all it's all ties in. Um uh oh yeah, Doug says brandy is what it said. But anyway, some kind of very high alcohol content spirit so and he's um he has one final night resting at admiralty house now admiralty house is toward the top of whitehall so you're getting up to the trafalgar square end and you go down the strand if you follow your nose down the strand you get to st paul's cathedral which is where he is buried the funeral cortege was longer than the distance between Admiralty House and St Paul's. So you kind of just grasp the scale. I think it's like one and a half miles or something in between the two. And his funeral cortege is longer than that. His um, his coffin is dragged, is, is carried, not dragged, <laughs> transported. Hi, Brian, how are you? Um, his coffin is transported on a uh, a carriage which is made up to look like HMS Victory, where he, the, the ship on which he died. So it's it's incredibly elaborate. I suppose they had quite a lot of time to plan it as well, as soon as he died at the end of October, and he isn't actually um, buried until the the uh, the ninth of January. But it was significant, um, and I yeah. So I have a reel which shows you Henry VIII's sarcophagus where ne- well, Nelson's sarcophagus is now, um, but the the sarcophagus that he had um, that Henry VIII had earmarked for himself, and um, a little bit about the funeral. So there, um, 
that's on so the one about the funeral sorry is on youtube the one about the sarcophagus is on instagram now uh, i had a couple of questions didn't i let me try and remind myself um so i'll come back to where oh I might have missed one if I've missed one tell me but so where is Henry VIII buried now so this is a bit of a um, topic that if in fact is my still it's my oldest and longest uh, sorry my oldest running and most popular video on YouTube Um, I look a bit different I was very new to the whole YouTube thing I did it I did it as a live as well and talking about where Henry VIII is buried and why he's there why he's never moved I know the other thing I was going to tell you is where the other bits of his um, tomb are that you can still see. Um, Henry VIII is buried in St. George's Chapel, Windsor, under the choir, um, alongside Jane Seymour. There, inside that uh, vault is also Charles I, the beheaded corpse of Charles I. And um, there are also, um, I think, a number of infants of Queen Anne. Um, chewing gum says I'm pretty sure Queen Anne this is Queen Anne Stuart that we're talking about was uh, when she died was as wide as she was tall she was um, she, she well she was yeah she was a large lady to the point where it was health um, uh, compromising um, she was pregnant a lot and she lost a lot of babies Queen Anne so and yeah and uh, I think two I think two or three of them um, are in the vault along with Henry VIII. So Henry VIII is in St. George's Chapel, Windsor. Um, the slab that's put there to mark the kind of whereabouts of the vault is, uh, sorry, was put there by William IV, which makes me wonder what was there before. Maybe there was nothing that actually marked the, that that that, that, that there was um such significant people buried in that vault. Um, so the other bits of Henry's um, tomb that you can still see are at the V&A, the Victoria and Albert Museum. Uh, they are the they're called the Wol- Wolsey Angels. So again, another bit that was actually commissioned and created for Wolsey, um, Cardinal Thomas Wolsey, and the four angels. Um, there's again, I have a video about the four angels, the Wolsey angels on YouTube, I think, definitely on Instagram. Um, and they were they were dispersed across the country, and some clever clever people managed to identify them. And over time, all four have come back together, and they're on display at the V&A. Not the easiest to find, I have to say. So if you are going to the Victoria and Albert Museum, look up on their website before you go or I suppose you can ask somebody when you were there although I did ask somebody when I was there and they didn't know what I was talking about but I did find them they are there so have a look on the Victoria and Albert Museum website before you go um, just to see the location that they uh, that they sit in the museum so that you can go to them but yes yeah, so so you can see the sarcophagus at the bottom of uh, in the crypt um, of St Paul's Cathedral now Nelson's tomb and you can see the Wolsey Angels in the Victorian Albert Museum. And you can go to where Henry VIII is buried if you go to St George's Chapel, Windsor. So there we go. Did I cover everyone's questions there? I hope I did. Let me know um, if there was any others. So 
quick reminder, Castle of Aragon documentary, 25 minutes uh, long on YouTube. Then I've got a couple of videos about Nelson. Nelson's fatal, um, being fatally wounded at Trafalgar and, um, um, and, his, and his state funeral. So they're all available to you after this. Also coming up this weekend. So I don't know if any of you have yet read, and I'm sorry for those of you in the US because I don't think you can yet, but The House of Dudley by Dr. Joanne Paul um, is a brilliant book. I think I've spoken about it a few times on this show before. She's looking at the Tudor, sorry, the um, the House of Dudley, the, 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 the basically three generations, which mirror the three generations of the Tudors to whom they whom they served um, beginning with Edmund Dudley through to John Dudley uh, all John's sons and of course ending with uh, Robert Dudley and Ambrose Dudley and you've got High Celia over there in Brazil you've got um, Edmund Dudley and he, he's he's the man who really really actually builds up the royal purse the royal coffers He's the reason that when Henry VIII comes to the throne, he can be extravagant, he can be grand, he can put over this illusion, really, of majesty because he has the money to do it. He can go to war. This is this is on the back of the, the things that Edmund Dudley did. Now, <laughs> Edmund Dudley was not a nice person at all. The way he goes about doing this is not... Uh, something that I think any of us could uh, get behind. Um, thank you, Motley Mayhem. He's going to follow me now. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, so you've got um, uh, uh, the, 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 the Dudleys rising to power at the time of Henry VII because they are pivotal in getting the royal purse swelled. Um and then when Henry VIII comes to the throne, um, not immediately after, afterwards, actually, but you have the execution of Edmund Dudley. Actually happens a little bit further on. And Joanne talks about this, of course, in her book and in the interview that will be going live on Sunday on YouTube for you all to see with with her. So even if you haven't been able to read the book, The House of Dudley, you can watch the interview that I did with her on um on Sunday. If you're a patron, you can watch it now. And in fact you can watch the extended version and it's got no adverts in it. So another reason to join my Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash British history. So you've got book club now and the inter- the early access to the interview. So you could see Joanne's interview right now um, if you if you want to join. Um, and so Edmund is actually executed a few months into Henry VIII's reign it, to the point where perhaps he wasn't actually thinking of execution but Edmund is particularly unpopular and if you watch the interview or read the book you will understand why that is and it's to do with the methods by which he um, he's gained money for the crown Um his son John is only small when Edmund is executed, and through various ways, the fortunes of John Dudley are um, of the Dudley family are um, brought back to them and secured. 
for now. John Dudley, though, of course, you may also have heard of as the Duke of Northumberland, who was the um, the father of Guildford Dudley, married to Lady Jane Grey. So this was the faction that wanted to put Lady Jane Grey on the throne, not Mary the First. And we go into the book, of course, goes into this, but we go into it in quite a lot of detail in the interview as well. Um, and Edward VI's device for the succession, if you've ever heard of or not heard of Edward's device for the succession, Edward VI personally pens his uh, wish for, more than wish, he's dictating what should happen to, to do with this succession when he when he dies it becomes increasingly um uh obvious that he hasn't got long to live um uh caroline says house of dudley is probably march in the u.s okay as well get it get it pre-ordered then we looks like we will be covering it in book club as well what i will do with any books that are um not available worldwide is look when they are and order the books that we do in book club accordingly. So the House of Dudley, we looks like we'll definitely be covering, but probably towards um, the autumn or the end of the year, just to make sure that everyone can, you know, has obviously got opportunity to to read it. If you um, are a member of my Patreon and you're you're taking part in book club, or you would like to take part in book club, um, then I'm going live at half past six, 6.30 tonight. So in another five hours, I'll be going, um, I'll be going live to talk through the list of uh, the 11 books that, that are shortlisted for book club this year. So, um, so if you, if you want to be, if you want to actually participate in that, um, then uh, live then get hold get into patreon this afternoon patreon.com forward slash british history um um otherwise i'll put and I'll, I'll probably share it with everybody after that but that will help um decide which book you want to vote on because we're taking a vote in patreon um so where did we get to uh john dudley so john yeah so john and i asked joanne what was John Dudley's um, involvement in Edward VI's device for succession? So Edward VI's device for succession, succession, like I say, is written in his own hand. But as it's becoming obvious that he is much um, closer to death than than maybe he realised initially, or of course feared, then he makes changes, and they're again in his hand. The question is, how much of a metaphorical hand did John Dudley have in those alterations which Edward VI made? And so I ask Joanne that and we talk about it. Um, There's a story about John Dudley and his eldest son that I'd never heard of before. Uh, We're used to hearing about the Dudley brothers, especially if you've ever been to the Tower of London and seen the, um, the shield which has um, which has the the four brothers' emblems on it and, and John Dudley's emblem in the middle. So we're used to hearing about Robert and Guildford and Ambrose and who's the other one I've forgotten? Um, was that another John? Um, we're used to hearing about those, but there was another one 
called Henry. Anyway, so Joanne goes into that story as well in the interview. But of course, we know Mary the, Mary Tudor becomes queen. Lady Jane Grey is remains in the Tower of London. Eventually, she's executed when there's further rebellions um, trying to put her on the throne. But her husband, Guilford Dudley, and her father-in-law, John Dudley, are executed um, for treason. So you have now two generations of Dudleys serving the Tudors, two generations losing their heads. Um, and we talk about, again, how do the, how do the Dudleys recover again from this? Um, this this taint, of course, of treason, and uh, and you you'll have to watch the interview to 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 really enjoy this bit. If I tell you just just briefly, Philip the Second of Spain, Philip of Spain, uh, who becomes Philip Second of Spain after he's married to um, further on down the line after he's, after he marries Mary the First, um, as we know her, um, he is pivotal in. The recovery of the Dudley, um, Dudley boys, the ones that have, uh, are left, one of whom is Robert Dudley. So when Elizabeth I comes to the throne, she's already very close friends with Robert Dudley. And of course, so he rises back, as does the family. So it's an incredibly interesting interview. I was so excited about doing it because the book is brilliant. It's an hour and 20 minutes. So when you do set about watching it, I mean, I'm not offended if you want to oh it'll be on the podcast as well it will be on the podcast as well so you can just pop in your earphones carry on with the cleaning cooking or you can just sit and watch and uh and enjoy as well if you want to watch it on YouTube but it, yes yeah, it's, it's about an hour and 20 uh long patrons you uh, and you can see that from Sunday patrons you can see it right now and your version is one hour and 40 minutes long <laughs> so you can get even more cleaning or cooking or something or resting done um, so that would be quite uh, I hope you really enjoy it but let me know when you watch it pop in the comments what you think of the interview um, any stories in there that have surprised you any new I think it's a new way of looking at the Tudor dynasty actually because you're looking at the Tudor dynasty through the eyes of the Dudleys um, and it's a different view of them Again, so you, so we've got this very f- people we think are familiar, the stories we think are familiar, and that here we go. There's more stories. There's there's a few elements um, th- that um, <laughs> Ironbridge. <laughs> welcome. I saw the word history on it. I went to Ironbridge the other week, and um, I put a real ad about it. I love love Ironbridge. It's a Victorian um, uh, village recreation. It's it's, it's absolutely fabulous. It's proper going back in time uh so where, where was I though <laughs> that took me somewhere else so yeah have a look at the video the the interview with Joanne with Dr Joanne Paul about the house of Dudley pop in the comments um what you think of it obviously if you're a patron you can see that already everyone else it'll be available on Sunday if you sign up to my Substack, um substack.com forward slash philippa b but the uh link to that is in um, my link in uh, on Instagram and also on my website britishhistorytours.com deb is a patron deb is a new patron so um big shout out to deb for joining um i also wanted to say uh 
thank you to Janet, who has been a kind supporter on Patreon. You can just be a kind supporter if you don't want to be a full member, but she's upped to a full member so that she can take part, part in book club. So I was very excited to see that. And Chrissy, who's increased her pledge just because she's a bloody lovely person. So thank you so much, um, Deb, Janet and, um, and uh, Chrissy. Anyway, let me know what you think of that because I'm very, very excited about it, as you can probably tell. So reminder um, as well that, oh, Caroline asked me if I'm reading Spare. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think it's the short and long answer of that. I, what I'm doing is just uh, watching the debates afterwards. Um, Brianna says she's really enjoyed Joe's interview. Fantastic. Brianna is also a patron. Um, no, I haven't read Spare. But yes, you, you, I mean, you're getting quite a lot of um, of the... Is it, is it actually... Pub, it is actually out now, isn't it? I was going to say leaks, but these, it's not leaks anymore, is it? Um, and, uh, and, and, and then the, the, the counteracting kind of the, 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 the story and what's actually true and what is clearly not. So... Yeah, but no, I I have um, I have eleven books potentially. No, <laughs> I've got eleven books in book club to put forward for. Uh, I don't. I think we'll probably get her through four or five. I'll have to look at the calendar. So if you if you're going to take part in book club, we're doing it every two months. It's every about eight weeks uh, where we where we have a live you know get together and talk about a book that we've read. So we're going to um, vote on that later. The voting for that, by the way, is open till the 29th of January. So if you want to join Patreon before that, you get your vote in for what we will be covering. Uh, Jenna is looking forward to a book club. Yes, another excuse to add to the library. Yeah. You didn't need you didn't need me for that though, did you really? <laughs> um, I made a New Year's resolution to myself. I can't remember whether I talked about this last week, but to write a book review for every book that I read and publish it on my website, which is BritishHistoryTours.com, and it's forward slash book hash reviews, not hash dash. Um. And uh, the first review is available now if you um, if you want uh, to read it. It's about Gareth Russell's book, Do Let's Have Another Drink, the um, it's kind of a biography of the Queen Mother. And he tells it through these uh, 101 anecdotes. Yeah, I did a bit of a review of it last week, didn't I? So the written review, just reminding myself, the written review is now available on um, on on my website if you uh, if you want to read about that um deb says the john of gaunt um interview i'm presuming with helen carr is fascinating well the, the book the book by helen and i also have an interview with her available deb if you look back through patreon you'll get the patreon length uh interview with deb uh, with uh, helen excuse me um you find the link to that or uh, everyone else you can also look on youtube for my interview with helen carr about john of gaunt incredibly interesting Really, really interesting. Really, really relevant as well if you want to learn, if you want to know more about how the Wars of the Roses started um, and and really the, the ripple effects um, of what was happening happening to and around John of Gaunt is um, um, really interesting. Uh, Jenna is currently reading Do Let's Have Another Drink. It is a very good book, isn't it? And the anecdotes that he tells, because Gareth's, um, it's, they're all chronological, so you can pick up the book and read 
two, three, four, five, whatever, or one, and leave it for a bit and come back to it. You know, you you can um, you can pick it up and put it down. I mean, you just want to read it all. I'm I'm pretty sure the bits about um, the bits about Wallace Simpson and uh, Edward the Fourth, uh, Edward excuse me, Edward the Eighth were quite interesting. Anyone who wants to read that book, in fact, I've just um, I've just finished filming with Gareth. Uh, Gareth is uh, he's the tour historian on my tours next year and we've just finished um, filming a bit about the private life of Anne Boleyn so I will get that out as soon as I can um, uh, so that you can uh, if you if you're interested in coming on a tour you can get loads more information about the tour Uh, Deb I'm reading four different books at the same time yes Lottie Rose but the book club idea is so good. Thank you. I'm actually surprised I've not done it before. I feel like it's so it's going to be so much fun um, that, uh, that I can't believe I've not already done it. But anyway, there you go. We're doing it now. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so for anyone who is interested in book club, get over to Patreon, uh, patreon.com forward slash British history. Get your vote in for how frequently we're going to do it and get your votes in for the books. And if you get in today, you'll be able to join my live at 6.30, where we're going to go through uh, each of the books um, just to um, kind of give give a bit of a better idea of of the book so that people can, a bit of a help for people to cast their vote. Just see a few of these. Lottie Rose, I'm sure Edward IV would not have said no to Wallace Simpson. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. She might have been a bit thin for him. I don't know. Jenna, I'm just about to start reading the chapter about Wallace and Edward. Oh, well, enjoy, enjoy. Uh, Melly, Gareth is on the Anne Boleyn tour. Yes, he is. So three tours going next year. The Anne Boleyn tour in May, which is fully booked. The Private Life of Anne Boleyn is, uh, the, it's the tail end of June into July. So it's the 29th of June into the 5th of July. And in September, we're doing the Elizabeth I and Mary Queen of Scots tour. So Gareth uh, Russell is on all of those tours with us. And there's only 20 people on each tour. So you you really do get full access to a historian the entire time. And everyone on the tour will want to talk about history. We'll want to talk about Amberlynn. We'll want to talk about the Tudors or Elizabeth or Mary Queen of Scots. And there won't, there'll be no eye rolling everyone's involved everyone loves it no one will want to stop you and say that's a bit boring talk about something else we're in it we're in it we're we're just yeah it's gonna be brilliant it's gonna be brilliant um deb should live in the uk well yeah although at the moment it is raining it is so gray we're doing proper english weather at the moment unfortunately i'd prefer snow i shouldn't say that it'll snow now i'll be like i can't get out the house um, uh, Chewingham says, I'm amazed at the detail put into a lot of the official royal portraits prior to photography. The stunning, the artists uh, had serious talent. They did a lot. Of the, uh, I mean, the portrait portraiture as well tends to have hidden meanings, doesn't it? Or, um, Melissa, you will definitely find your people on tour. There's a, an incredibly high chance that you will meet lifelong friends on my tours because that's what's happened you know there's something I could never have planned for um and was a real pleasant pleasant even as strong enough word surprise to me when I started running tours how people um 
made these friendships and I have a lot of people who come back on tour with people that they made friends with previously on a previous tour so yes you will definitely be finding your people yes 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 you will um so just before I go um to let you know I will be back here next week Wednesday at one o'clock again um but also I'm back tonight. So obviously if you're in Patreon, if you're in my Patreon, you will see me, you can see me at 6.30 tonight if you're around to talk about the books that we're, we're going to vote, we're voting on for book club. Um, but also uh, tonight at quarter past eight, so 8.15 is History After Dark with myself, Catherine Brooks, who is the historical collaborator and uh, Katrina, Dr. Katrina Marchant, who is um, reading the past on YouTube. We're all together tonight on Instagram and YouTube for History After Dark. It's History After Dark on both channels, history.after.dark on Instagram and just History After Dark on YouTube. We're together tonight. We're continuing the year of the deceased gits. Uh, for any of you who have been following History After Dark for a long time, you'll know that we just, <laughs> we come up with, there's just these things that we laugh about and they come up again and again. And anyway, history is full of deceased gits. So 2023 is going to be the year of the deceased gits. Uh, we started last week with Prince Albert, who I think wasn't as much of a git as I thought. Um, I actually quite liked him. But tonight, tonight, if you want to join us, it is Robert the Bruce. We're talking Robert the Bruce tonight. He is our next topic of conversation so that's 8 15 tonight on history after dark on youtube history dot after dot dark on instagram if you're not around for my patreon book club talk tonight or for history after dark then hopefully i will see you again here next week at one o'clock um keep in touch follow me on instagram follow me on youtube and facebook um, and sign up to my Substack so that you get the links to all the news and all the videos I've been talking about. You'll get that in a link on Sunday. Right then, everybody, have a fabulous day, and I hope to see you really soon. All right, bye-bye. Bye, everyone.